demonstrates through actions. It's love that abhors evil and embraces goodness at its core. Next, honor one another above yourselves. This mark teaches us humility, putting the needs and dignity of others before our own. It beckons us to practice hospitality, extending a hand of welcome, not only to our friends, but even to strangers, and to share generosity with those in need. A Christian is, always, is also one who empathizes deeply, rejoicing with those who rejoice, mourning with those who mourn. This mark is about genuine, heartfelt connection with others, walking beside them through life's highs and lows. It's a little more than saying, I, I feel for you, brother. It's, it's putting an arm around that person saying, you're not alone in this. I'm with you in this. Amen. But here's the real challenge. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This mark signifies the Christian's commitment to respond to adversity with unwavering goodness and forgiveness, refusing to succumb to the darkness that often engulfs this world. In essence, these verses outline the marks of a Christian. They guide us to love sincerely, serve humbly, empathize deeply, and to overcome evil with good. They show us the way to live as a true disciple of Christ, transforming our faith into a daily practice of love, grace, and goodness. As Christians, let us take these marks to heart and let's let them define our character and actions, for they are the blueprint for Christ's love and grace in us, marking us as his followers in this present world. Amen. Let's get into our questions, and uh, let's read Romans chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, uh, because that's what the first five questions deal with, is from those two scriptures. Uh, verse 9 says, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Verse 10. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Now those are just a, just a few words in two sentences, but man, there's a lot packed in there. there there's a lot of life and living packed in there, amen. Uh, you know, it's, it's, easy, it's easy to read it, but it's another, another thing to live it out and to walk it out, amen. Praise the Lord. Question one says, in your own words, write a definition of love based on John 3.16 and 1 John 316 uh, through 18. Uh, can, uh, Brother Leif, what do you, you have? Uh, I have. For God, love, so love the world, the brethren sincerely. Amen. Anybody got something to add to that? Brother Ernie, what do you have? Amen. I noticed that in uh, John 3.16, God
God's love is a self-sacrificing agape love that laid down a life for us. Amen. Pastor Ernie, if we were on the Titanic and we had one life, jet, life vest uh, left, uh, uh, who gets it, me or you? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Self-sacrificing love. Amen. Brother, uh, go ahead. John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Mm-hmm. And the other scripture that, first of all, the two letters, there's the most powerful two-letter word that's ever been written. Who can put emphasis? Who can emphasize that two-letter word, so loved the world? Amen. God has become man. And, and the Bible says that for God so loved that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Now here's another scenario. You and one of your children are on the Titanic. <laughs> There's one life best left. Here's a life uh, uh, <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's not easy. It's easy to read the words, but, you know, you put yourself in a tough situation that, you know, you know, you might surprise yourself. Amen. Amen. The, the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and the intensity of the situation, the graveness of the situation. Amen. Could give you strength that you wouldn't think you had before. Amen. Well, we all think, uh, you know, this is man right Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, in life we've all had those daydreams of what we would do if we were in such and such a situation. And then when that situation comes around, we freeze up like a, you know, like a Lot's Lot's wife, uh, you know, and (laughs) become a pillar of salt and just can't move, you know. Uh, Amen. So uh, it's words are big. Amen. Uh, (laughs) Words are big. Question two says, what is Christ's command to us? And it says, see John 13, 34. And uh, you got John 13, 34. We'll, we can read that. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. Amen. So what's the new commandment? Love one Amen. Gotta love one another if you don't, even if you don't like them. Have <laughs> you ever had that before? You know, someone you love, you just don't like them that day. <laughs> We've all been through that. You know, I love you, but I just don't like you right now. Amen. <laughs> we got to get through those things. Amen. But Amen. you know, true unfeigned love. Anybody got anything else to add to that, Brother Ernie? Story on TV today about the soldier that got the medal for Vietnam. You talk about undying love. They flew a small Cobra helicopter and there were four special forces guys trapped in the jungle. They were surrounded by the enemy. 
and his base told him, come back, you, you can't do that. You know, they'll blow you out of the sky, turn around, come back. He wouldn't do it, he says, I can't leave those men there. And he flew that Cobra helicopter down just over the tops of the trees and down lower, and those four soldiers jumped onto the pods on that helicopter, just oh. hanging on, and he flew them all the way back to a safe place, putting his own life on the line. Now that's what you call true love, brotherhood. And uh, us Christians need to pick up some of that. Yes. That some of the fellows had in, in uh, Vietnam and in the war and so forth. Amen. Amen. Question three. Apart from knowing God's love, how capable do you think we are of expressing sincere love? And it says, apart from, apart from knowing God's love, how capable do you think we are? Uh, Brother Leif? Without God, love is impossible to explain sincere love. Yeah, without God. Amen. Amen. I mean, there's levels of love, and, and even non-believers have levels of love. Uh, but the deepest kind of love comes from God himself. And unless you know him, you'll never know that deeper kind of love. I mean, uh, there's a... There's a, just ample stories uh, from the Word of God uh, about, you know, the love of the saints. There's been uh, stories from the, over the years, over the eons uh, of the, you know, during the uh, Christian, uh, Christian history of people that have laid down their lives for others. Amen. Amen. And uh, so uh, love, is, love is not as easy as we make it out to be sometimes. Amen? Now, uh, question four says, this passage emphasizes love. How is it consistent in that context to urge abhorring what is evil? And then it says, see Psalms 119, 127 to 128. And let's read that together. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold, above fine gold, Therefore, I consider all your precepts to be right. I hate every false way. Amen. That, that's, a, that's a love of the Word of God. Amen. That's, that's, a, that's a lo loving God's Word over what the world has to say. Yes. Amen. What is that? Was in uh, uh, Second Thessalonians, was it? Uh, that, uh, that because they received a not, a, not a love of the truth, that God would send them a strong delusion, that they would believe a lie and be damned. Amen. I want to. I want to love His truth. Amen. I, I, I want to love love everything about what I find in the Word of God. Anybody got something to add to that? To opine just a little bit on it. Amen. Let's go on to question five. Scripture indicates that we are to hate the sin, but love the sinner. How do verses 9 and 10 point out this distinction? Leif, you got something? Uh, number five. Hate is evil, criminal, with to what is good. 
Amen. Brother Ernie, you got uh, something on that? Right, right. It's like, you know, a handful of marbles, you know. <laughs> if you've if you got, you got a handful of good, you don't have room to, uh, to, to get anything else in there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go on to, uh, and that was uh, part A of question five. Now, uh, part B of question five. What does Paul want us to do? to balance our human tendency to emphasize negative and critical things. Amen. What's, how, how does Paul uh, tell us to uh, emphasize, you know, the, the good and, and to downplay the negative? Amen. Because, you know, um, bad news travels fast. Amen. <laughs> It's so like my uh, little brother when uh, we were kids. He was scared of the water. And uh, one day he was on the side of the swimming pool. And we, we grabbed a hold of him and tried to pull him in. Man, I don't know what, why. He had Spider-Man grip or something on the mm-hmm. side of that pool. We could not get him uh, off the side <laughs> of that pool into the water. Amen. <laughs> he had a death grip on that pool. Amen. And that's the kind of grip we need to have on God's word and, and, and the precepts of God. Amen. Uh, we got to have a death grip on that with everything in us. Amen. You can't let anything go. Next section is Romans chapter 12, verses 11 through 13, love and practice. And uh, let's read that uh, word. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be, hate, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Amen. I think we went an extra verse, but that's all right. Uh, ver- uh, question six is, what does Paul encourage believers to do? In verses 11 to 13, how do we summarize that? Like I said, there's a lot packed in there. <laughs> you may got anything else? Leif, what, what do you got? Um, those who serve the Lord, they were crucified. Say, say that again. Say, say it in your mic. 
Those who serve the Lord, they will be crucified. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, uh, they laid down their lives for the Lord uh, because the Lord laid down his life for us. Go ahead, Pastor Ernie. How far do you go with that? Yeah, you can go a long way. Depending on the means that you're pushing it in there. Praise the Lord. Question seven says, how can Christians keep their spiritual fervor? How, how do you keep that fire? It says, see Hebrews 10, 9 to 25 and uh, Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. I guess we can read that. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is the through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as it is the habit of some but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Amen. That's a little different from the King James, but means the same thing. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, uh, based, uh, let's see, there's another scripture there. Let's go to uh, Hebrews 12, uh, and what was that? Uh, yeah, 1, 2, and 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So, based on all that, how can Christians keep their spiritual fervor? I like the way the King James had uh, the Hebrews ten twenty five uh, provoking one another, Amen, unto love and good works, Amen, Amen. Uh, that's uh, that's a good way to put it because we we often think of the word provoke as a 
you know, in a negative context, you know, he was provoking him to do that, you know, but provoking or being provocative can be a good positive thing, you know, you know, provoking uh, people to, you know, live for God uh, in many different areas and, and things like that. Have you ever been having a horrible day and someone just speak a kind word to you and it just it changed the whole trajectory of your day? And, it, you know, it brought a little sunshine into your day. Amen. You know, sometimes just a, a kind word will will make uh, the difference. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's go on to uh, question eight. What element of Christian hope enables us to rejoice? What element of Christian hope enables us to rejoice? And it says, see Hebrews 11 and 1. So uh, Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Amen. You know, sometimes we've got to look at the bigger picture of things and know that, uh, you know, God has us all, God has everything in his hands. It's under all under his control. Amen. Amen. And if we can keep that in mind, you know, that's uh, you'll be able to rejoice in 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 dire circumstances. Amen. Uh, did you did you have something to add, uh, Pastor Ernie? No, I just uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Anybody else want want to add something? Uh, okay, Brother Leith, go ahead. Uh, faith. Yeah, faith. Yeah. Just believe in God. Uh, believe in God as a, as a small child. You know how you can tell a child anything? You tell, tell a little kid, don't you go over there. There's a, there's a boogeyman in the bushes there. Or there's a, you know, and a little kid will be believe it. Well, you know, we can do that in a positive way. Because you know what? When I was a little kid, I can remember my mom uh, pulling out those little Bible story books. And she would read Bible stories to me. And she told me about Jesus. She told me about Daniel and the lion's den. She told me about Noah's ark. You know what? I believed her. And I grew, I grew up, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I grew up believing in God from, 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 the, from the very earliest memories I ever had. I, don't, I, I can't ever think of when I did not believe in God. And she told me about his son, Jesus Christ. My mama was the first evangelist I ever encountered. Amen. And she and she 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 instilled, you know, uh, those things in me. And I've always believed. Now I haven't always acted like a, a, a believer. Amen. But I've always believed that there is a God above uh, to answer to, and. Uh, and I always believed that Jesus Christ was his son that hung on a cross and died for my sins. And that's the one thing that uh, brought me back home uh, when I wasn't acting right. Amen. Praise the Lord. But uh, anybody have anything else to add? Any comment? Brother Bob, you look like you got something to say. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about, you know, when, when you get put to the, uh, the real test, and uh, the Bible tells us about in Proverbs 
Right. one thing to be all loving, loving, love one another, but when it comes to this kind of situation, really, can, can you honestly, and Jesus himself would have even deeper said, love your enemy. Right. And pray for those who could possibly need you. I had to pray for my brother-in-law. He was taking advantage of me. <laughs> because I can do all kinds of things and I had to, I really prayed this prayer and from then on it's like before it was like how can I get Bob to do this for the least amount of money right <laughs> and after I prayed believe it or not since then this this was years ago by the way yeah every time I did something and this is the prayer I prayed <laughs> Believe it or not. And I prayed for him. I said, Lord, you're going to have to touch him. And since then, he hasn't been able to give me enough money <laughs> without me asking for it. Amen. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but I'm sure it's beneficial to somebody. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Question nine says, how unusual is it for a Christian to experience trials and testing? Is it unusual? Not at all. No. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it seems like right after I got saved, just uh, all, all hell broke loose. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure it was just, uh, you know, just the enemy uh, trying to discourage me from uh, living for God. And but you know, I'm sure that most of, most of you all have uh, had a similar experience. You know, you you turn into God, you you're finally getting your life cleaned up, and you're going to get some things straight and and then just everything goes wrong. Amen. But, you know, God will let, you, God will let your faith be tested. But I found that uh, even though the storm is blowing around you, that when you really trust God and you just, you just turn it all over to Him and just let Him have it, somehow, some way, it always works out. Sister Pat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the devil's not, uh, if the devil's not after you, <laughs> check see where your faith is. <laughs> Amen. That was Second uh, Timothy three twelve. You want to go ahead and read? Let's go ahead and read Second uh, Timothy uh, three twelve. Indeed. All who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Will Amen. Be, not maybe. Yeah, right. 
There's a, no doubt about it. Amen. Now, the, of course, we know the devil's going to persecute you, right? But, you know, sometimes other persecution comes from, from uh, people that just don't like you because you're a Christian, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, in years past, it, it wasn't, a, wasn't a big deal uh, for the most part. But it seems like more and more Christians are coming under persecution in this country. I mean, it's not unheard of for someone like uh, from a lace uh, part of the world uh, to be persecuted for being a Christian. And in fact, lace has probably experienced uh, yeah, persecution uh, uh, for because of his faith. Amen. He he was probably called all kinds of names. Might have been hit yeah. and hit on and beat on or something. Uh, I don't know uh, what all your experience was when you yeah, was growing up, I, but like uh, most of the country is because. Uh, them, they had become a Muslim or they call they will give it away. Mm-hmm. Right now. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it happens in the world today. We're, we're very insulated here in, in the United States, uh, but they're, they're North Korea, China. Uh, it's, it, it's very tough to be a Christian. Amen. It's very tough. And uh, they understand what persecution is more so than what we do. Mm-hmm. Brother Bob? Something that I got to share this. Uh, my brother in law uh, owned a bakery and I worked for him. Mm-hmm. And there was another worker there who was a Mexican who uh, I didn't know, but he didn't like me. And my sister and, and her husband, my brother in law, went to Europe for vacation. Yeah. So what I did is after all of that, God gave me the grace to love him, to love him. And before, uh, so when, when, the, when uh, I found out he was going there, I bought him a, a robe and a pair of slippers. I said, I heard you're going on a vacation now. I said, I brought you two gifts to take with you. <laughs> Yeah. Call me a dog sheep at one time. <laughs> but this is what exactly what the Bible says. If you love 
<laughs> Amen. Amen. That's, uh, you know, but, but that's, you know, the love of God working in you. Amen. 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 I mean, I don't know what anybody, they would have been, they would have been, <laughs> hey, left, left to your own devices, it might have worked out different, Bob. <laughs> Brother Ernie. I've probably had a few instances of that too myself, uh, not doing the right thing and uh, be, being sloppy or, or whatever at work or whatever, and didn't think everybody's on to me because I'm the Christian there, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> sometimes sometimes we can think like that too. So we we need to uh, taking a, a self-assessment every once in a while and uh, and uh, have some introspection and look inward and see am I doing right in this situation or is it really them just not liking me because I'm a Christian you know amen Pastor Willie How many has had the experience of when you were younger, like say in your 20s, and you had had a spat with somebody, and now that you think about it, you can think of a couple of ways that you might have could have done that different. You know, we learn and we live and we grow. Amen. Uh, in, in Christ, and uh, and a lot of times that uh, that introspection, that uh, self inspection, uh, will help us to realize, hey, you know, I was kind of wrong there. You know. <laughs> I thought I was right, you know. Uh, so we live, learn, and grow. Amen. Can't do can't do anything about what you did in your twenties, amen. But you you can do uh, something different in your forties, fifties, and sixties. And I ain't, I ain't gonna say seventies and eighties because uh, <laughs> I ain't no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> amen, brother Bob. You might be on parole, just getting out on parole right now, huh? <laughs> I would have been uh, either flat on my face, uh, you know, or he would have been flat on his face, because that's the way we, we would have gone. But this is, this is only possible through the love of God. Amen. 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 Don't, don't, don't take, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit 
in our lives trying to direct us uh, lightly, amen, because uh, it, it means so much, amen. It makes you different, amen. Let's read uh, James uh, chapter 1, verses 2 to 4 and, uh, to answer question 10. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Amen. So what, what, why is it important to perse uh, persevere in the face of difficult circumstances? Amen. It's, it's just nothing more, uh, uh, it's just as simple as a runner or an athlete of any kind that, that you know, struggles and they go through stuff, they go through injuries, they, you know, uh, they go through all kinds of light things while they're trying to train and everything. You know, if they give up, they'll never have a chance at winning the crown. Amen. But if they persevere, they get stronger and stronger by enduring these different types of trials. Amen. And, and, and the stress of training and everything. Amen. So, um, Right. You're not going to get your groceries unless you get out of the car. Yeah. And go inside <laughs> and pay for what you get. Amen. So mm -hmm. many people stop short, so short of victory. Mm-hmm. They just, they just quit. And it don't matter how close you are to it. You're right. You got to get all the way through it. It's like giving up when victory is right around the corner. Right. Amen. Right. And you see other people progressing in God, uh, dealing with their issues, dealing with uh, deliverance and prayer, but they choose to find another way around it and ignore the issue. And then you see God slowly start with this person to do this. And you're like, no, we started together. Why, why are they doing this? But because they, they've submitted. They've done the mm -hmm. hard work. And you chose the easy path. And the way up <laughs> is never the easy path. Right. It's a struggle. It's a climb. You know, it's a arrested development. You know, s s someone in their formative years, something happens, and they just never recover from it. You know, some kind of disappointment, some kind of uh, tragedy or something happens, and they, they struggle with that for the rest of their life. Well, what about spiritual uh, arrested development? You know, how many, how many people get stuck in one gear you know, in their Christian walk, and they can never progress, um, you know, beyond that. They're always, you know, they're always circling Mount Sinai, around and around and around, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, they get to that same spot again, and they end up going around again, you know. Uh, there comes a point, we got to grow, we got to mature, we got to move on from things, amen. And it, uh, it's not easy. It, it takes some submission, it takes some Really getting honest with God and, and uh, you know, and, and letting God uh, direct your paths. Amen. It, sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's eating crow. Sometimes it's, uh, 
you know, doing something different than you've ever done before, you know, you, you, you have a reaction to, you know, uh, you pop off at someone uh, because they were a little snarky at you and, and, and then everything just turns into helter skelter, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, you just need that, wait a minute, wait a minute, I've, I've been around this mountain before, I don't want to go around it again, I, there's, there's got to be a, a time that we say stop and say, God, show me what to do here. Uh, I failed this. Uh, I, I failed this journey so many times. Help me to do this one different. Amen. Praise God. Anybody got anything else, uh, Brother Bob? But growing greater in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That uh, there's no age given here. It's not fifty days or two years. But doesn't it sound like there's an option there? It's like it's not going to happen automatically just because you're a believer. You know, you're not just going to get better all by itself unless you have participation in it, in in the process. I mean, there's a certain amount that depends on us. I mean, all the power, all the strength, all the direction, it's all going to come from God. But it requires cooperation with the believer and the Holy Spirit to be able to navigate these things. And... uh, if we if we kick and scream and, and, and buck and 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 uh, you know like a like a buck and bronco trying resisting what the Holy Spirit's trying to do in our lives, nothing's going to happen. You know we're going to be this uh, we're going to be the same old uh, stubborn mule, you know as we were was last year. Amen. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I I, I, I want to change. I. I we, we all have that self-assessment. We know what our weaknesses are and our strengths are. And I want to get better, you know. And, uh, and I, need, I need the Lord's help to be, be able to do that. Uh, I can't do it without him. If, if I could have got better a long time ago by myself, I would have done it. And, and most of us would if we could. But it takes uh, the Lord in our lives. Amen. And uh, So... Oh, that would definitely help if we'd stop and think. And uh, just go back and see what did he do for me? He didn't have to. He didn't have to. Amen.
I find myself doing something like that every once in a while when I notice someone uh, younger than me doing something annoying. And then I go, you know what? I used to do the same thing <laughs> way back then. So, uh, you know, it, it kind of gives you an added, uh, I guess, uh, an added incentive to just forgive them and not be so annoyed with them, you know, because we all, uh, we all live and grow. Amen. And praise God. But uh, question, uh, I had uh, in question 10, it brings maturity. You know, all, all these uh, troubles and trials we go through. Because if you, if you think about it, uh, God knows everything we go, go through. He knows ahead of time we're going to struggle. Why does he do that? Because it helps us. Sister, go ahead. Yes.
Right. Sometimes it's a, it is life and death. I mean, uh, Daniel in the lion's den, uh, the three Hebrew children, and, uh, you know, that wouldn't bow before the golden uh, statue, and they were thrown in the flaming fire, uh, fiery furnace. Amen. Uh, down through the ages, you know, those that gave their lives, ripped apart by lions, uh, in, uh, by the Romans, uh, because they were Christians, and you know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes going through a fiery trial, that, that's our ticket home to heaven. Amen. You know, but uh, I have a feeling that once you get on the other side, the stuff you went through down here on earth that doesn't matter at all because you're with Jesus. Amen. Yes, amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go on to the next section, uh, the Christian mindset. Uh, we're going to read uh, Romans chapter 12, 14 through 16. We can start with a 14. Uh, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Amen. So uh, based on... Those scriptures, how would you compare Paul's instruction in verse 14 to the advice we would likely receive from the world? Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, you see uh, social media, you see uh, things that happen in the news, and when, when one person attacks, what do they do? They throw it right back. In fact, they throw in a little bit more, uh, just for good measure. Amen. Oh, you, you're going to diss me? Okay, I got something for you. And then it goes back and forth. And then sometimes, you know, you know, on street level, sometimes it turns into uh, violence. Amen. Uh, that, that's the world's way of doing things. Uh, you know, uh, not only get back at them, but you jab them one more time. You know, you get in a little bit more. Uh, but we're, we're instructed to bless and do not curse. Amen. It, and, you know, like I said, it, when you're living it out, it's, it's, it's not as easy as reading the words off the page. It's, it's a whole lot different when you've got to do it yourself, and especially in the heat of the battle, in the heat of the moment. Amen. Well, especially because we've got this thing in our human body called emotions. And when those emotions get kicked in, when you're in a defense mode and when you're angry, Amen. The, a lot of those uh, unsaved words that <laughs> you had maybe when you were a lot younger start to want, wanting to come out. Amen. Uh, so it, it, it's a struggle, but uh, there's a blessing in obeying and heeding the word of God.
<laughs> you have to say, how you doing? God bless you. That's not what you think. <laughs> it's not what you're thinking. But I think what we have to realize is that love is an action word. Mm-hmm. And so when Paul talks about love, it's about what you're actually doing towards those people. How are you treating those people? I was hungry. And you fed me. I was sick. And you visited me. People often mistaken say, if I don't feel like doing it, well, then I might as well not do it. No, love is an action. God so loved the world, world, world that he gave. And so you have to bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Notice he says that twice. Bless and do not curse because he, mm-hmm. he knows the human nature. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes that's one of the hardest things in the world to do is to see somebody you know it makes their guts, but they still, and it makes it worse when they come and smile at you like nothing's wrong. Like they don't know that Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but that's a part of Christian growth. You learn to grow better. Uh, and the more you do it, the less stuff bothers you that used to bother you. Amen. And you, and you know, if, if a pastor ever does, uh, you know, lose his cool, it's going to be on YouTube. Yeah, it's going to be somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> the devil carries a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Ernie, go ahead. So did John. All right. Right. <laughs> Amen. So, yeah. The world has a different way of uh, dealing things. And God intends for us to deal with those things in a Christ-like manner. Amen. 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 Let's go on to question 12. <clears throat> What could result from responding to persecution with blessing? Mm. I mean, uh, I think Brother Bob uh, kind of covered that a little bit. Uh, a lot of times people have a change of heart. And, and what if uh, that your Christ-like behavior impacts that other person so much that they want to find out who your God is? You know, and, and then we can look at the other side of that, uh, part B, uh, cursing. If we respond with cursing, you know, that can escalate. A whole lot of things can happen. You know, I see uh, videos every once in a while, and someone, uh, they're having a fight with someone, and they're just having uh, all kinds of harsh words and then one of them say well I'm a Christian and, and you're going oh man don't, don't say you're a Christian you, it just, you've already ruined your witness and don't 
<laughs> Don't try to bring God into it now because your witness is already shot. Uh, amen. <laughs> so sometimes uh, responding with cursing can have an adverse effect. Amen. Uh, brother? You went to work for who? I went to work at Auburn County College. Mm -hmm. It was a, a prestigious school for the, the great school. <laughs> uh -huh. And uh, that's where I first saw, if you're into football, uh, you know about uh, uh, the, uh, what was it? No, Kenny, uh, one of the people, uh, he was a uh, quarterback. Mm-hmm. Oh. He was drunk. <laughs> so, and he walked over to where we were at uh, by 
water there at times. He was so drunk, he was failing it. <laughs> he was failing the word of God. Every picture man picked him out. <laughs> I believe he really was still. He picked, he, uh, picked him up. Jefferson Brown. Jefferson mm. came back. Somebody called the boss. No. <laughs> Guess what happened? He got fired right then and there on the spot. Mm. I never seen him again. So uh, when you bless people, you know, when it comes to different situations and different, uh, God can work in many different uh, situations, you know, if you just hold your peace, he'll fight your battle. Yeah, we can uh, close off at uh, question 12 and pick up with 13. Looks like we've got about eight more to go. So we will adjourn the lesson for tonight. Amen. And uh, Amen. praise the Lord. Uh, I guess uh, my big takeaway here tonight is, uh, you know, I noticed that uh, there's a lot of three-word phrases uh, uh, in, in these scriptures, you know, you know, yeah, a lot of little three word. I mean, it's easy to speak. I mean, but uh, trying to live it out sometimes is, is, is a real challenge. Amen. But but I know from experience, you know, uh, depending on the Lord and his spirit working in our lives and his word in our heart, uh, we, we can live this life. We're not going to do it perfect every time, you know. We're going to struggle. We'll fall down and and we'll rinse and repeat. And uh, but uh, you know, we can do we can do better. Amen. We can always do better. Amen. Uh, and I know we'll never re reach per per uh, perfection on this side. Amen. But we can get a little closer. <laughs> Amen. We can do a little better. Amen. And, and I think that's the whole whole point of, uh, of uh, sanctification. Amen. Uh, it's it's getting better uh, by God's grace. It's grace living, in, working in our lives. And like I said a minute ago, we got to cooperate with it. We got to we got to go with the flow. We got to we got to work with God. Amen. Uh, but He can do, He can do something in your life that you you never thought you could do before. You know, you can uh, endure things and uh, endure people <laughs> more so than you thought you ever could. Amen. Amen. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, have a, I have a saying that 99% of our problems are people problems, and 99% of those are family. So, <laughs> But praise the Lord. Aren't you glad to be a Christian? Amen. Yes, amen. You know, the only thing I would have done different was done it a whole lot sooner. You know, uh, living for God. You know, I, I wish I could just back up a few years. It would have saved me so much heartache, saved me a whole lot of whole, whole lot of things. You know, <laughs> praise the Lord. But uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll be dismissed tonight. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Word. We thank you, Lord, for that manna, O Lord, that you give to us, O Lord, that we can break together, Lord, and that we can uh, we can eat together, Lord, and we can learn from you, Lord. Uh, the things you want us to do in this life, in this Christian walk, Lord. You require us, O oh Lord, to come up a little higher. And I pray, Lord, that you help us to continue, Lord. And God, help us to continue this lesson next week, Lord. And, and help us, Lord, to, 
just to enjoy the depths of your word, O Lord. There's, there's more stuff in this word, I know, O God, that we haven't seen yet. And I pray that you help us, Lord, to, to comprehend it and to grasp it, Lord. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.